Are you struggling with neuropathy, that painful numbness in your feet, that squishing feeling, those lightning bolts of pain, perhaps in your ankles and other joints and extremities? Hi, this is Marty Terrell for Innovative Wellness.Center in Clive, Iowa. Christy Steiger, Innovative Wellness.Center. Reach out to Christy and her professional staff if you are struggling with neuropathy like I do. They have turned it around. They haven't reversed it all, but they have attacked it and done it professionally and effectively at a very fair and reasonable price. Avoid the $49 come on ads in the chiropractic industry. They do not work. And in the end, you'll spend thousands of dollars chasing what is virtually impossible to reverse. Innovative Wellness Center. Elevate your well-being. Give them a call at 515-355-3200. InnovativeWellness.Center. At 515-355-3200. They say it's in your blood. A game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper, talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much, and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. So great to be with you. It's brought to you in part by Mountainland Supply, the official irrigation supplier, Rainbird Golf Irrigation Supplier in the state of Utah, and servicing the inner mountain area check out mountainlandsupply.com you can find us on x at real golf search for us where your favorite podcasts are found and of course catch us on our flagship station 97.5 the ksl sports zone in salt lake city utah great to be with you at&t pebble beach pro-am this week the flagship crowning event in my opinion of the west coast swing you could argue that some people are big fans of phoenix some people are big fans of riviera but i happen to and i know bobby share this sentiment love the monterey peninsula and the history that is the crosby clam bake your dad billy casper having participated in that event many times and i assume one i mean with his 52 wins at least a couple of times there you go that's what i figured and that was back in the day when you had cypress in the rotation Mm, yeah how good is that yeah, I can remember going around Pebble Beach and Cypress and Spyglass Hill many, many times with my dad, watching him play golf there at uh, the Clambake, mm. what, what it was called before, um, staying in the Svensgard Lodge in Carmel. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite places in the whole wide world is that Monterey Carmel area. Did you ever get to actually participate in eating of the clams being baked? No. Oh. No, I did not. But I got to caddy for my dad one time there when I was in my early 20s, and guess who we played with? Who's that? Ely Calloway. Oh, really? Yes. Hey, you know what? This is a good opportunity. So here we are in our 50th year, excuse me, 50th, hello, 25th year (laughs) of Real Golf Radio. I'm in my 50th year. That's where that came from. But um, so uh, 25 years of golf. It's interesting. We've had a great partnership with Callaway uh, throughout the years. Your dad was one of the first. Was he not? He he was the first. There it is. Yeah, tell tell that story. The first. Yeah, his his first representation with... uh, with Callaway as a golfer and a sponsored golfer um, was with Ely and um, 
in fact, when I was going to tour school and that kind of thing, um, my wife and I went and stayed with Ely and his wife in Palm Springs at their house. And we had our, we had our two year old or one and a half year old son with us. And we stayed in their house with them and that kind of thing. But my dad, um, that was back when it was Callaway Hickory sticks. And, uh, so he, at the time was also representing Cobra. So they put the hickory stick shafts in his Cobra irons. And uh, yeah, my dad was the first guy. He had a, he had wedges that were designed directly strictly for him. And also a putter that was designed strictly for him. Interesting. As well. So he was yep. the very first, uh, very first one tour player representing Callaway. Yes. How about that? that that's some legacy yep. in history there. So there you go. Yep. Hashtag. 25 years of golf, uh, mix that in there. A little history there with the Caspers. But, yeah, so obviously great history with the Clambake, the Crosby Clambake. This is a reimagined year, Bob, and I I love when we have to reimagine something because it needs, some, it needs a boost, if you will. If you look back on some of the recent winners at AT&T, maybe they're not the biggest names out there. You know, Justin Rose is defending champ. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you've, you've had some first-time winners. You've sprinkled in some, you know, maybe not household names. And then you always had the three-course rotation, made it somewhat difficult to keep track of where guys were. The amateurs made the cut. The ones that made the cut played on the weekend as well. And apparently, that got a lot of people. Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, would go, would go in berserk on Saturday because the <laughs> television coverage showed all of the celebrities in their shots, and they did interviews with them. I never understood the the vitriol around that day. It's a particularly unique day. It feels like a celebration of the game. It reminds me somewhat of the par three tournament preceding the masters. Although right. you don't have the celebrities, you do have some that are mixed in there, you know, caddying or, caddying or, what or have, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it, but there's family. It's, it's not a serious round of golf. It's right before a serious round of golf. And it has, uh, I, it just has a, a celebration of the game. So I never had the problem with the pro am Saturday, but a lot of people just absolutely despised that format. So anyway, uh, surprising to me, not a lot of the big name players, the top players in the world, would choose to come play AT and T either because of the long rounds or because of the three different golf courses made it difficult to prepare. I'm not sure, or the fact that the greens tend to be bumpy because you had all those players on there, and oftentimes it was uh, soft conditions and Poana greens. Whatever the reason, they've got some players back this year, so they're reimagining is two golf courses, Spyglass and Pebble, a limited field signature event, twenty million dollar purse, and all the top guys showed up. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's it's really good to uh, to see the guys that are that are playing there. You've got uh, the top ten in the FedEx Cup from last year that are playing. You've got the top the top uh, twenty six of the top thirty. You've got uh, nine of the top ten in the Fisher World Golf Rankings. Forty one of the top fifty, and it goes on and on and on. So, um, but you know, it's it's a, an amazing event. Uh, there was always a rotation of players and celebrities. And if you got in the celebrity rotation, then that is when it fell on Pebble Beach. And that's when you saw the guys being interviewed in the little tents right there off of the 17th hole. And 
and all that kind of thing. So uh, a lot of the guys didn't want to be in the celebrity rotation. They wanted to be away from that on on Saturday and finish on one of the other two courses. But now this course is only being played, or this tournament is only being played at Spyglass Hill and Pebble Beach, where before there was always a third course with 156 players and then all the amateurs that went with it. Yeah. So, again, did you have a problem? Like, do you think this is a better format than what the the previous historical event was with the three course rotation and all the celebs? No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind that one as at all. Um, but the reason that we have this is because the field's been cut down to 80 players and now only 80 guys um, or amateurs or celebrities can get in the event. Now I do, I, I will say this. I do think it's going to add some continuity to be able to have all of the players playing the same golf course on both Saturday and Sunday. Right. Right. Because that was a bit, chaotic on Saturdays they bounced around to the different golf courses so everybody will get a chance to play spyglass kind of like the north course at Torrey Pines right when that was that that's in the mix there but then the weekend is all all one PGA tour players yeah and all and all PGA tour players um the the pro-am is only the first two rounds and then it's done yeah exactly so a couple of uh news and notes to throw out there uh Aaron Rodgers who won last year is back and apparently his handicap has been adjusted. That was there was a huge to do about that. Apparently, they felt like he was way too good of a player for the amount of shots he got last year. Can you say sandbagger? Well, apparently, he was maybe a little bit sandy. Yeah. So they cut him down. Yes, they did. They trimmed that off. Uh, hey, by the way, that begs the question, Bob. Um, mm-hmm. Who who would you choose if you were playing in the Pebble Beach Pro, like Tony Finos playing with Utah Jazz owner Ryan Smith? Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. and they're friends. They've played a lot of golf together, and and I think Ryan's caddied for him on a couple of occasions. But yes, what wh- who would you choose? What what do you think? Who, who who's your if as you were as far to, as an amateur is concerned? Well, right now you're an am. So why don't you pick your pro? If you were to take a pro that's in the field this week, who would be your top choice? You know, I would really enjoy because my dad just loved the way this kid played, um, and. He said, as you know, as recent as 2015, my dad said, I like the way that kid plays. I like the way he goes about um, his business on the golf course. And I, I would enjoy playing with Jordan Spieth. Dang it. That's who I picked. <laughs> I agree with you, by the we way. Think I think a lot alike. I think he would have, I think he would be a fun guy to play with. I was kind of, I was kind of going or back Scotty. to Scotty. Scotty would be a fun one too. I don't, uh, Yes. Nothing against Scotty. I'm sure he would be, right. but I think Jordan right. is a lot more personality. I probably would go with Rory second. Yeah. So I was kind of bouncing yeah. between Rory. I think it'd be interesting just to 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 watch Rory. I actually just love watching Rory swing a golf club. I mean, oh, that would amazing. be a treat, right, to walk yeah, and see amazing. him do that up close. But, um, yeah, Jordan Spieth, I just think his listening to his, he would have, it sounds like he's always talking, and I would just love to hear that dialogue for two days. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, now you're the pro. You get to pick your celeb. Who's your celeb? Oh my goodness! I'll help while you're Who, thinking. I'll, I'll give you mine. Okay, I, I'm you going. Go. I'm not saying they have to be in the field this week. This, we're just talking about uh, you know celebrities that love to play the game, and I think I'd go Steph Curry. I mean, the guy is one of the greatest all-time NBA players, and he's super passionate about the game. And I think just being around greatness, regardless of the sport. I thought about MJ, but as much as I would love MJ, I, I don't think I could afford to play with MJ because of the amount of you know, uh, wagering that goes on around him. Um, but I think Steph Curry, I think that would be, that would be fun. I mean, it would be fun to listen to him. He's, 
Um, he's a great player, and I think it would be I think it'd be an enjoyable round. So that's that's who I'd go with. You go with Steph Curry, huh? Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going for a little bit of a different reason because um, I know this guy. He's a friend. Um, he played in the Bay Area, played football and stuff like that. I think I'd go with Steve Young if he was mm. going to play. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. he is playing this week, and he made birdie on seven, he said, for the first time. There you uh, go. In, in the opening round. So, yep. yeah, that's pretty good stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, if yep. you're playing in the Pro-Am and you can birdie seven – I mean, that's good. That's what else? I mean, you sort of like just chalk it up, like just tip your cap and wave. I'm out, George Costanza style. We'll see you <laughs> later. So yeah. Anyway, the uh, some of the guys like you mentioned, Scotty Scheffler, playing this event for the very first time. Some of the guys that haven't played here for a while, you know, Justin Thomas, Sanders Shoffley, Tony Fino. You know, my my question is why? Why are these guys um, not wanting to put this in the rotation? And I understand that you have to make some decisions. You've got Riviera that's around the corner. Some guys really like to play in Phoenix because they spend their their winters there. You know, but um, I just, I mean, obviously Jordan always plays here because he's sponsored by AT and T, and so that's a natural right. thing. Uh, Tiger liked to play here back in the day, but you know it was kind of a home game for him with his time at Stanford and growing up in California. So uh, Phil Mickelson played here all the time. Um, Mark O'Meara. I mean, he had a lot of players back in the day that it seemed like it was a fairly prestigious event. It just seems to have lost a little bit of that prestige. So they go for the reimagine, and here we got uh, you know a limited field, huge purse, and just eighty players over two golf. No courses. cut. Yeah. Yeah. No cut. And, and and the interesting thing was is that for a long time in the 80s um that a lot of the guys that were living in Florida or living elsewhere around the world um Nick Price's Greg Normans those guys wouldn't even play the West Coast swing they would they wouldn't catch up to the tour until February or March when they started in Florida so that's where it kind of all started to happen and then as more of the European players and more of the DP World Tour players and the players that played around the world, as as the beginning of the year starts out, they're playing over in the Middle East on the DP World Tour, and mm-hmm. less of them came this way to play on the West Coast and the West Coast Swing. By the way, in all the golf courses that you've played, where do you rank Pebble? Oh, it's got it's got to be uh, it's got to be way up there. Um, you know, of course, Augusta and uh, Wingfoot and Oak. Um, you know, up up there in in San Francisco at Olympic oh, Club Olympic, and yeah. that kind of thing. But Pebble is like right up there with all of them, and I love being able to go around there. Yeah, I think Pebble's in my top five. Yeah, no um, doubt. You know, if 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 you if you start to add it up, you know, we've had a chance to play uh, in some pretty um, pretty awesome places. But uh, I I definitely would put that up there in my top five. In fact. Um, there was a, a little thread going along in social media recently, and, and they said, throw your top five in there. It was Matt Janella, actually, and uh-huh. he had Pebble. So Matt Janella's top five is Cyprus, uh, National Golf Links, Pine Valley, Pebble Beach, and Augusta National. That's a pretty good top wow. five, right? Yeah, that's a really good top five. So I told him I'd play, and I went Augusta, Pine Valley, Shinnecock, Wingfoot, and Olympic. But my next five, which he had an next five in there, I put Pebble. So I had it listed at six. Yeah, yeah. Well, my tops have to be the top three that every one of them that my dad won a, a major <laughs> championship on, and that's Olympic Wingfoot and Augusta. So, and that's pretty cool to have those golf yep. courses, you know, and be able to go out and play them as well. So, hey, by the way, coming up next, uh, the big story in the game of golf. Didn't want to lead with it, but it's obviously something we're going to talk about uh, going forward here over the next uh, hour and a half. Is 
this uh, announcement by the PGA Tour, $3 billion with a billion and a half already from SSG. What does this mean for the tour? What does this mean for negotiations with PIF? What does this mean um, in turn for Live Golf? And are we any closer to bringing everyone back under one roof? Well, coming up next, Rex Hoggard, who's been covering this story since the beginning, um, is out at Pebble Beach. He's going to join us coming up next. We'll have him break that down for us. And then we're going to get into some some speed training and some biomechanics with the golf swing. That's all coming up right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey there, fellow travelers. It's me, the Hotel Wiz. Before you go anywhere, call me day or night for hotel rates too low to publish. I'll save you up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe. You see, I've already done the research, so you don't have to spend time online trying to find the best deal. That's up to 75% off. Just call me, the Hotel Wiz. It's a free call, and you get instant access to rates too low to publish with no cancellation fees. Make a free call now and save up to 75% off your hotel rooms the next time you're going somewhere for business or pleasure. Call the Hotel Wiz now and get instant access to rates too low to publish. 800 580 Call the Hotel Wiz right now for rates too low to publish at 800-586-7112. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Pleased to be joined by our good friend Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. He's out of Pebble Beach this week and a lot of news going on out of this new signature event. Rex, how's it going, man? Uh, It's Pebble Beach. 
in different events, different fields, smaller fields, not quite celebrities. Like everything is kind of different about it. And I love the fact that the one thing that doesn't change is Crosby weather. It's wet, it's cold, it's windy. And I think that that at least we hit, we can cling to that. All right. I like that. So they talk about it being quote unquote reimagined. Are you down with this reimagining or are you kind of sitting back reimagining what it used to be like? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm a man of a certain age. I'm always going to pine for the days when, you know, the celebrities were here. And I think I, I mentioned this earlier in the week when we were kind of talking about it, they, they have taken a proven commodity and we can all agree like of all the PGA tour events probably stands out. And the reason it stands out though, is a little bit different than why maybe CPG Sawgrass or some of the other venues stand out. The golf course is the star this week. I mean, I think everybody on the East coast tunes in just to see the sunshine and the Monterey Peninsula and all of those people. This is that we see. And also the celebrities. It's kind of a hit and giggle and you might like it. You might not. I've never been a big fan of that, but it certainly resonates with certain uh, folks in the audience. You had those two things and now you sort of flip that and you've essentially taken the field, cut it in half. You've given it the, I've been told it's the best field they've ever had here for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'm curious, and I'll give it the benefit of the doubt now and just wait to see how it plays out. And I'm not even talking this week. I think George B. said this a few weeks ago. It's a pivotal year for the PGA Tour for a lot of reasons. But one, they've invested very heavily in whatever these signature events are going to be. And I think once we get to the end of the year and we can take them in totality, it will be interesting dissecting exactly how successful or not they are. Hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's interesting with, you're talking about Pebble Beach and, and that's kind of the, the hallmark of that whole peninsula and stuff like that. But I remember going there when I was a little kid and um, my dad would be playing there every year. Uh, but, you know, and the, the rotation was Pebble, uh, Spyglass and Cypress. And, and then it's morphed all the way to now where it's just Pebble and Spyglass. But it, it's, as I told you in a text, it's my favorite place in the world as far as golf is concerned. And to be able to have it a signature event with all these great players, I think it's going to be a phenomenal event this week. I think so too. And I think if we get to Sunday and look, we can talk about the weather, it's going to be varying shades of awful. I think it's what we come to expect here. But if it cooperates just a little bit, and then you end up with what the tour hopes they're going to have. And that's some variation of the game's top players going head to head on a Sunday. And if you look at the season so far, like we've had some really cool stories, but that's not really what we want here. I, I would say that's really not what the tour wants here. They want Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy or Scotty Scheffler, all the top players going head to head on a Sunday. If you get that formula, I'm with you 100%. Rex Hogger joining us. Can we just talk real quickly about why this event needed to be reimagined? Because you mentioned you don't really love the hit and giggle Saturday. It used to bring out a lot. Twitter was awesome on Saturday of, of Pebble Beach. Normally, all the people that hated seeing the Kevin Costners and the Bill Murrays and all that kind of stuff. And then there's those that absolutely loved it, and they would go back and forth. Um, the, the, as Bob just pointed out, you know, Billy Casper is one of the all-time greatest players of all time. He never missed uh, the Crosby. And mo- I, I, the top players played the Crosby. That was just something that they did. And then somehow it morphed away from that. I'm surprised at the players that are playing for the first time. Scotty Scheffler, for instance. Justin Thomas hasn't been there for a bit. Finau hasn't been there for a bit. A lot of guys that haven't played for some time, Xander Shoffley and others. Why do you suppose the players stopped playing 
uh, Pebble Beach? Is it that it just takes so long? It's the three courses. The the amateurs are really more of a pain to play with than we realize. What what do you suppose factored into the the lack of uh, a star power to this event? I'm going to push back a little bit. I don't think it had to be three matches. I think Pebble is kind of a standalone. And yes, I'm sure they wish they would have gotten better fields over the last few years or even decades. But I, as I pointed out, like the, the golf course and the celebrities were the star. And I think it was a very enjoyable, compelling, fun event to watch. I think you can make the argument for TPC Scottsdale is probably very similar. You don't necessarily need a good field there. It's sort of the, the fans and the crowd is the show. To answer your question, though, I, it just didn't fit in the guy's schedule. It was funny. Rory was kind of asked about this earlier in the week. And when it comes to him being a European, he wants to start the season in the United Arab Emirates, and he's had success there. For a guy like Scottish Scheffler, you, you sort of want to build up. I think everybody wants to build up to the Masters. There's a lot of reasons why guys didn't come here. Certainly five-and-a-half, six-hour rounds factor into that. And to your point, I think it takes a certain kind of player, a certain kind of personality, to make the most of that of what was the celebrity portion that sort of Saturday with all the stars and, and all the shenanigans for lack of a better term. <laughs> I think Jordan Spieth is a great example of that. Like he loved coming here playing with Jake Owen and he still loves coming here. But he talked about it yesterday. Like he's kind of bummed that he won't have Jake Owen by his side. Some guys love that. Some guys don't. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Rex Hogger, Golf Channel joining us. Go ahead, Bob. Well, the other big story um, that came out uh, the beginning of the week was SSG and the the tour um, coming together as a financial partner and um, with with the PGA Tour Enterprises and a three billion dollar investment with a B? Um, what are your thoughts so far with uh, what's going on there? And then we'll ask you some more questions about the whole process and uh, what it means to the tour. Uh, it's up to three billion dollars with a B. And journalism okay. and headlines it gets weird these days. I think they sort of lean into it. Right now, the investment is $1.5 billion with an option to put in another $1.5 billion. And that $1.5 billion is roughly 11% of the valuation of what PGA Tour Enterprises is going to be. And please don't ask me exactly what PGA Tour Enterprises is going to be because I wouldn't have a clue. I, I think it's a good first step. Talking with players, certainly on Wednesday when the announcement was made, there's probably more questions now than answers but I think that was always going to be the situation because these kinds of deals are very complicated. You factor in that this is just the first step in what, in what likely could potentially be an even more billion-dollar deal if you get some public investment from Saudi Arabia involved. So I think right now, it's the, the line that kept coming up, the word that kept coming up was stability. That after two, two and a half, three years of a lot of instability in the game, a lot of unknowns and a lot of, anxiety over the future of the PGA Tour. This gives some sort of stability that hadn't been there. I think the other half of it is for those who are looking towards the future and whatever PGA Tour enterprises become, it is a good, really, really good first step. And by that, I mean, and, and look, I'm not convinced that the tour will come to some sort of agreement with the public investment fund. I think it's still sort of up in the air based on everything I'm hearing. But at least now you have what is essentially a starting point with the PIP where you can point to and say, SSG has invested $1.5 billion, and that's 11% equity, essentially, in whatever that, that enterprise is, is going to be. So it's a good starting point for there. I personally don't know how we move forward without all parties involved, sort of coming under the same roof, PGA Tour Enterprises, but I think there's still a lot, a lot of moving parts on that. 
Yeah, I, you met, the first thing you said there is there's still more questions than answers, which is that's the theme through this whole this whole process since we started talking to you back when you were at the say in San Francisco at the courthouses and and everything, and you've been on this story all the way along. I guess my question, maybe you can't answer based on that statement, but are we any closer to bringing everybody back under one roof with this one announcement? I mean, I don't know what you would call close. I I don't think we'll see it. Certainly not this year. I don't even think we'll see it next year. And again, uh, based on some of the things I've heard over the last few days, I don't know that it's a hundred percent done deal that you'll get all three of these. And I'm talking about the PGA tour, DP world tour and live golf under that same umbrella that we keep talking about. I will say this though, and people who are much smarter and, and know how to do these types of deals have told me repeatedly that when you start talking about multi-billion dollar deals that involve international companies and a lot of moving parts, it takes time. There's a lot of nuance. Now you factor into the idea that this deal has two separate entities. You had SSG, which they have cleared that hurdle, and now you have PIP. So it's not only a multi-billion dollar deal, but you're dealing with two separate entities. That complicates things even further. And in this particular case, and you know, we talk a lot about this, there's a lot of other nuance when it comes to this. How will the players who join Live Golf be allowed to come back to the PGA Tour? How will the players who remained on the PGA Tour be compensated? I, I think yesterday we got a bit of an answer on that one, and that's, that's going to be equity in whatever PGA Tour enterprises become. But there's so many layers to this. I don't think there's never, there was never going to be a day when the PGA Tour just announced a press conference and laid everything out, laid out the deals, laid out exactly what it's going to mean for the players and the fans and the TV networks laid out exactly what the schedule is going to look like. I don't think that day was ever going to come. And there's also uh, involved in this government and government agencies and that kind of thing that really have to sign off on this as well, correct? And that's the big part of it. Like I said, when I said stability, it, it is stability for the PGA Tour because the only way this is going to work, and again, I'm sort of under the mindset that you need all three enterprises together. You need all three parties playing under the same roof. A fractured game, in my opinion, just doesn't work. And so now you've got that starting point that I talked about as far as negotiations for PIP, but you've also got something you can show the Department of Justice and the U.S. Senate, which continues its investigation as well. It will mitigate things. I'm not saying it'll make investigations go away or concern go away for regulators and lawmakers, but if you can point to SSG as a minority shareholder, and those are all American companies who are well-versed in American sports enterprises, if you can point to that and say they, along with the PII, are going to be minority investors, I think that makes it easier. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to pave the way and make the Department of Justice investigation go away, because I don't think that happens, but it certainly makes it more palatable for the investigators. Do you think that John Rahm's move uh, and what he did obviously capitalized very well financially, but you almost had this sort of wink-wink when he did it, like, I'm just snagging this while the money's available. I'll be back before you know it. And now it doesn't necessarily feel like he, he'll be back sooner, as soon as he may have thought. I think, and again, you're getting sort of two schools of thought. And one is coming from Rory McIlroy, and, and interesting enough, one came from Georgia speak yesterday. Well, Rory has taken a very conciliatory tone, especially considering where he was two years ago on this issue. He actually said that the players who left should be allowed to come back. No penalty, left to live. And he also made a comment about Terrell Hatton. And Terrell Hatton, when he joined Live Golf this week, and there's a lot of things that go into play, but to play in the TGL, which is the league that Rory is a part of, you got to be a tour member. And so he had to go away. And Rory's comment was, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Terrell ends up back on my TGL team, which means, in my mind, it's, Rory sees the future with everybody under one roof. He sees the game reunited. 
and I tend to lean in that direction. Listening to Jordan Spieth yesterday, though, talk about you know where we might be. I'm not 100% certain that's the case. And Jordan Spieth is in that room now. He's, not, he's one of the play directors on the policy board. So I can see where someone like Rory is coming from because it just makes sense in my mind mm. that we have two events going on this week. And some of the stars in Mexico and some of the stars are here at Pebble Beach. That's not good for the fans. That's not good for either tour. That's certainly not good for the television product. So I think a best case scenario is everyone under the same roof, but I'm not quite sure we'll end up there. You know, we had a couple of uh, players meetings. Uh, you had said uh, four hours for the first one and an hour and a half call in. Um, you also mentioned equity and the players being equity partners. Break that down a little bit as to what that entails or who will get those equity shares and that type of thing. Again, more questions than answers. And this is this is very much uh, a moving target. And there's a reason behind it. There's a lot of legal hurdles that the PGA tour has to cover. They have to do some filings with the SEC and figure out exactly how they're going to do shares. So that's, that's a little complicated, but I talked to one player director yesterday that sort of laid out the idea of equity stake in PGA tour enterprises would probably handle similar to the way the tour handles its retirement program. And it's a points based system. You would earn a point. If you won on the PGA tour, you would want a point if you qualified for the tour championship, you would win a point if you played in the player's championship, whatever the case may be. And so they've done those models. And the idea right now is they kind of broke it down to the top 36 players on that current points list. And it's the way they're doing it, at least in theory, would be like a five-year rolling window. So the top 36 would get the majority of that first wave of equity shares. And then I can break it down, but you just get the idea that they're going to get more equity shares than others. So that would be the top 36. The next kind of 72 players on that list get another smaller portion of that. And then there's also going to be some sort of mechanism to recognize what was, was described to me as like legacy players. That would be Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods, who clearly isn't playing, wouldn't be earning points in that five-year window, but we can all agree that they should be recognized. They should be investors in this as well. They should get equity along with everyone else. And so that's kind of what they're heading towards, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of real estate between where we are now and where I think we end up. Bob wants to throw Billy Casper's name in there in perpetuity, just for the record. So, um, hey, Rex, uh, before we let you go, the last thing I would want to say is, is you mentioned stability, right? And I guess the question that keeps rattling around in my head is, was the PGA Tour in trouble? Were they in danger of not being able to perform, to continue? Or was chasing the PIF dollars what got them in trouble, these elevated purses put them kind of over their skis, if you will, to the point where that created the instability? Or is it just simply a, a product standpoint of stars being, uh, that, that pie of stars being divided? I don't know if trouble is the right way I would say it, but the path the tour was on without some sort of investment, whether it's private equity or otherwise, was not sustainable. Mm. And this goes back to the meeting, I believe it was in Canada, right after the June 6th announcement, I think it was the day after. They announced a framework agreement with the Public Investment Fund. And by all accounts, I've been told that Jay Monaghan painted a pretty gloomy picture of where the tour was right now, that they had dipped into their reserves to meet these elevated persons. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, what, $20, 25000000 million this week at Pebble Beach. And at least last year, that did not all come from AT&T and the sponsors. The, the tour had to dig into its reserves as part of its strategic, strategic alliance with the DP World Tour. They had to dig into their reserves to pay for all the legal fees at the lawsuit that you just mentioned in San Jose. So they were not on a sustainable path. Even when you think about how flush with cash they were after this last round of TV negotiations and media rights, they were certainly going to have to make changes 
and dramatic changes that were going to make it hard to compete with Live Golf and sort of those unlimited resources. So I don't know if trouble is the right word, but it wasn't sustainable. Mm. All right. Well, we didn't even have time to talk about the real issue this week, and that's Aaron Rodgers' adjusted handicap. But I guess we'll have to <laughs> save that for another time. Rex, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Great insights. Enjoy the Monterey Peninsula. I hope the weather at least provides a, a little bit of reprieve for you to enjoy it out there. I would say Larry Fitzgerald's handicap is the one we should be looking at. I watched him <laughs> yeah. ball yesterday. That dude's a machine. There's no way he should be getting strokes from anybody. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> have fun, Rex. There you go, Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, golfchannel.com. He's awesome. He and Ryan Lavner with their podcast, uh, check it out. And then, of course, doing great reports on Golf Channel and some awesome stories and insights on golfchannel.com, which I guess is now NBC Sports slash golf, whatever that is. You can still get to it through golfchannel.com. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Hi, my name is Alani. A little thing I like about the Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is that you taste the crunch, you taste the pepper jack cheese melting, and you taste the spicy flavors in the sandwich. I'm telling you, 10 out of 10. Hi, my name's Enrique. A little thing I love about Chick-fil-A's Spicy Deluxe Sandwich is you get that rich flavor of the chicken and definitely that nice, tangy, warm bite. It's the perfect harmony of spiciness and taste. Order the Spicy Deluxe Sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now, let's hear what your dog has to say. As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policy is... Oh, what is that? That's just my tail. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, Progressive protects... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. 
Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Not available in all states. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us. We mentioned some of the PGA Merchandise Show stuff that we saw last week and uh, told you that there would be more to come. Well, here is more to come. Our good friend Tyler Standiford is joining us. He's a biomechanics professor at Utah Valley University. He's also a golf consultant, has his own golf lab, and is uh, really behind a lot of really interesting things about the way the body moves in relation to a golf speed, golf swing, and how you can increase your speed and increase your your distance of course with the the game and enjoy it a little bit better and bob and i had a chance to work with tyler last year and the the it was impressive uh, the results were impressive and i'm excited to say tyler joining us right now tyler stand for joining us right now tyler i'm excited to say that uh, uh speed training 2024 is officially underway awesome I, this is a great time if you're in utah and uh, you know you maybe got another six weeks before the season hopefully kicks off and uh yeah great time to get after it and, and get those speeds up again yeah it was uh as a six-week training that we did in the spring of 23 and just to give you some in, in information for those of you that are listening my club head speed when i began was 111.5 which translated to a ball speed of 154.5 that was a 247 carry and a 273 total. These are driver numbers, right? So after my six-week course went back in, did all the same things again on Tyler's stuff, and my club head speed had increased five miles an hour from 111 to 116. Ball speed went from 154 to 165. Carry went from, 70, uh, from 47 to 78 which was more than my total, and then my total went from 73 to 90, 98, which is, uh, that's 25 yards. I mean, that's, all that's pretty remarkable, and consequently, I played my best golf at 49 years old that I had ever played in my life, and I attribute it to, you know, working on my swing, working on my physique, but the speed training was massive. Um, I, I'm not really saying that all to, to necessarily brag or anything like that, but Tyler, what what goes on for a guy my age that's not in any particularly good condition to be able to attain those kind of numbers and results. Yeah. And honestly, it's, I always tell people this, like there's no secret sauce in speed training. It's, it's just consistently getting after it. Right. I mean, the, the protocols are there. We, we've, we've created those as a result of direct research in my lab. So they're founded upon principles of, we know when you do these things, uh, you know, ground reaction force improves, sequencing improves. And but you got to do the work, right? And so, you know, especially like you said, you, you kind of start approaching that 50 year old and think, man, I, I don't want to lose the distance I once had. It's just a prime time. And it's like pay, pay tribute to you, Brian, I think, because you just got after it and stuck with it and then saw the results. And that's why you're eager to get after it again. And, and that's kind of what we see there, which is kind of a fun thing for me where we can maybe help golfers who work hard, get those initial 20, 25 yards. But once you've got the 20 or 25, you want to say, well, where's the next 10 to 15 going to come from? And, and I get to be a part of the research that finds that. Ooh, I love that. So you were talking about um, ground force and sequencing. Tell, tell us a little bit about that and how this speed training helps with those t- for you to be able to hit better golf shots and, har- and longer yeah. golf shots. 
Yeah, so I'll say that the, the biggest thing about ground reaction force or how hard a golfer is pushing on the ground is is can we get force going to that lead leg earlier in the swing, pushing both down and towards the target? That's kind of a lot of people think it's just about this weight shift. I got to go load trail, load lead, but that lead leg plays a really critical role where it's got to push down really hard. It's got to push uh, towards the target really hard and kind of towards the ball really hard. Um, and what we find is that when people just do speed training, when, when they're just swinging clubs quickly, those three forces increase, right? That lead leg almost kind of wakes up a bit and golfers start pushing harder. They push a little bit earlier in the downswing. And, and those are the things that, that are directly correlated to swing speed. And that's, that's why we see those great results. Just for the record, I, I, we use, and Tyler uh, recommends using Super Speed Golf. And I went on and ordered, I went to superspeedgolf.com and ordered my dad. He's 72. And he's been complaining and moaning, Tyler, that he's, you know, he just doesn't hit it anywhere anymore and he's having a hard time enjoying it. So I said, Dad, I said, this is what you're doing. I said, I ordered them for you. They're on their way, they'll be at your house. I sent him your videos and I said, it's, it's, it's 15 minutes a day, three days a week. It's not a massive commitment, but you'll get really impressive results. So, um, I I didn't even realize that they had a senior weight. So I thought that was good Uh because he swings obviously a lot, um, um, slower than I do. So, uh, I guess that'll be good for him. I've collected data, Brian. I had a guy that was, uh, had just turned 80 come into my lab and, did the same protocols you did. And yeah, he also gained four or five miles an hour and picked up about 15 yards. And and like you said, for, for a 75, 80 year old, like it works for them. Again, they just use, use the right set. That's the right weight to go through the protocols and the speed's there for them too. Mm. Tyler Stander for joining us here on real golf radio. Hey, one of the things I wanted to, to, that I saw that they were featuring super speed was this grip pressure. Now you, you spent some time with us and you have us do a grip pressure monitor when we were as part of our process. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I noticed they came out with a trainer kind of, it looks like a foam overlay onto your grip to, 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 can you tell us a little bit what they're trying to do and what have you found as it relates to grip pressure and speed? Yeah. It, it, great, great question. So, and this is kind of what I said to begin with, right? Where's the next 10 to 15 yards going to come from? And this is a place where we've collected a lot of data on this. And so, it's important to understand there's a difference between grip strength and grip pressure. So grip strength is just, you know, if I give you a device, it's called a dynamometer, you squeeze this thing as hard as you can. And it tells me how many pounds of force you can squeeze with. Um, and what we find again and again is that when you compare amateur golfers to professional golfers or low speed players to high speed players, there's, there's a direct correlation between grip strength and swing speed. Um, in fact, I did a study last summer where I had a hundred golfers on the course and I tested everyone's grip strength, put them in front of a track, man, looked at their club speed. And, and again, that relationship is just so direct. And so, and, and what we find is that a lot of amateur golfers do, do lack some of this grip strength. And so we developed this device to say, Hey, you know, the traditional way to train grip strength is you just pick up really, really heavy stuff and carry it all around. Well, I, I don't know how many golfers are going to jump into a gym and do that. So as you described, Brian, it's, it's a device that goes around your club. It's got some amount of density to it. So you can just kind of go through these protocols to squeeze as hard as you can um, and train that grip strength. But the secret sauce, I think, in this, Brian, is that you actually can swing it with your club. And then you get into what you just described, which is 
how a golfer kind of dynamically alters pressure in the swing. Uh, and we're seeing some awesome results with people who train with us. Wow. Okay. So what about, what about grip size as far as the player is concerned um, with their hands and that kind of thing? Grip size, does that matter as well? That matter. I mean, that, that is such a huge uh, miss, I think, for a lot of people where traditionally what we've done in terms of fitting grip size is, is it's kind of based on hand size. In fact, you can go to websites right now and they'll have you input your hand size and it might say, oh, your hands are small. It fits you into this small grip. You've got bigger hands, uh, maybe midsize, oversize. Um, because we now have the technology to dynamically measure grip forces and pressure. So I actually have a club in my lab where I can see exactly what a player does dynamically in the swing. And what you start to see, and, and I'm just one person who's doing this, there's a lot of other really bright people doing similar research. They find that about 80% of people, Bob, are fit into the wrong grip size. Um, and, and typically what we see is that the less grip strength you have, the, the potentially more beneficial it would be for you to be fit in a little bit bigger grip. Um, and so you think about people who might lack grip strength, which is our, our female golfers, uh, our senior golfers, they, they tend to have smaller hands and would go to these smaller grips. They would really actually benefit from exploring, you know, at least a mid-sized grip uh, because that's going to actually allow them to apply a little bit better pressures throughout the swing. Interesting. So a little bigger grip, they can squeeze it a little harder for, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the idea. Even on this sensor that I use, Brian, like when I test someone and I'll do In fact, I did this with our men's golf team. And I put it on its smallest setting, almost to simulate a kind of a small or regular grip. I see what they can squeeze, and then I make it a little bit bigger to, you know, kind of simulate well what would happen if the grip was a little bit bigger. And almost every single person, that number jumps up quite a bit. Now, it's not everyone, and, and if you already have a lot of grip strength, then I think you have some flexibility to say, I like the feel of a smaller grip. Um, but, but, man, if you're lacking grip strength, like, I just can't stress enough, like, Go, go somewhere where you can hit some mid-size or bigger grips, hit them, and look at some dispersion patterns and, and swing speeds, and, and I think you'd see a, a potential big improvement there. Tyler Stanford's biomechanics professor at Utah Valley University. He's also a golf consultant, has a golf lab, and is doing a lot of research on this. This is fascinating. I feel like we're just scratching the surface a little bit. So for those that are listening going, hey, I'm really interested in this. How do I, where do I go? How do I get started? What would you, what would you say? Yeah. I mean, I would say at the very first, like, uh, probably assume that you lack grip strength. I think that's an okay assumption from the research I've done. You might not, but, but I would say a vast majority of people do. And so it's about figuring out how to up that grip strength. So like you said, uh, it's super speed. You know, we developed this device called the squeeze, which basically is a way to train that grip strength. I think that would be kind of step number one. Uh, I think step number two, uh, would be to, again, explore the option of some of these, you know, go hit some mid-sized grips and see how they feel. And then, I'm gosh, I'm always looking for people who are willing to be a part of research studies. Uh, and so I would love, you know, for people to find me on, you know, social media or whatever email and, and say, hey, I'd love to be a part of the study. And we get you in and actually can kind of dynamically measure these grip pressures and strengths, have you train and kind of see those results. 
I love that. And also, same thing with the speed training, right? I mean, the super speed training, super easy, and you can get on there, and Tyler will be happy to show you. Uh, follow Standiford Tyler, at Standiford Tyler is where uh, you can find him on Twitter, and I would definitely recommend you give him a follow. Reach out, connect, and uh, take advantage of, I mean, Tyler's doing some great stuff. It's helped me. I'm, I'm a testimonial, I guess, if you will, because it, it worked, and if it works for me, I'm nothing special. So, Tyler, thanks so much for taking the time to enlighten us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll do this again real soon. Yeah, sounds, sounds great. Always fun to talk to guys. There you go. Tyler Standiford from Utah Valley University, biomechanics professor, golf um, consultant, researcher, really great guy and articulate. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, uh, check him out on Twitter. Standiford Tyler is where you can find him there. And uh, we'll be sure to bring Tyler back on for uh, more follow-up stuff. But, yeah, speed training is underway 2024. Let's go. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Looking for a cruise vacation? Cruise.com is offering its exclusive sale of the year to all listeners to this station. Every major cruise line, including Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Princess, MSC, and more, are on sale now. Call 1-800-430-7924 and book one of these deals while supplies last. Cruises start from as low as $39 per person per day. There isn't a better vacation value to places like Alaska, Europe, the Caribbean, South America, America and more. Call one of the largest cruise specialists in the world at 1-800-430-7924. We'll find you a vacation that includes drinks, Wi-Fi, excursions, and more. Call 1-800-430-7924. Again, that's 1-800-430-7924. Space is limited. Don't miss your opportunity to book the best deal of the year. That's 1-800-430-7924. Sponsored by Cruise.com. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495.
USA News, I'm Corey Myers. It's still unclear if any Americans are at risk, but a man described as a pro-Hamas suicide bomber has stormed a U.S. factory in Turkey. The Procter & Gamble plant employs roughly 500 people. There were reports the man had a vest strapped to his chest and was brandishing a weapon. Procter & Gamble told reporters it continues to work with authorities on this incident. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer promising a bipartisan border deal will be sent over to the U.S. House of Representatives by the middle of next week, likely Wednesday. These challenges at the border and in Ukraine and the Middle East are just too great, and we will need to be here working. That bill could be released as soon as today. It will include U.S.-Mexico border policy changes, funding for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan. Over in the House, Republican Speaker Mike Johnson has said the bill faces an uphill climb where conservative lawmakers don't believe it goes far enough to deter illegal crossings. Speaker Johnson also says a provision that would allow the president to shut down the border might be overkill. A new anti-bullying state legislative proposal would seek to punish those who, by using text or speech, prod known suicidal individuals in committing that act. Lawmakers in Kansas being urged to discuss a bill that would draw criminal prosecutions for those who appear to goad troubled individuals into killing themselves. It's what happened to 21-year-old Max Coleman, a young man whose death by suicide has rallied advocates to put pressure on Kansas state lawmakers to make this change. Opponents of the proposal say additional funding for mental health programs would be a better approach. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-511-6046. 800-511-6046. That's 800-511-6046. Get ready for the new limits on password sharing on Hulu. The Disney-owned streaming platform changing its terms of service now to ban account sharing with people outside the house. The change will be made immediate for new customers. For existing customers, there will be a grace period until March 14th. Password sharing has stood in the way of larger user bases and profit margins at the streaming services for years now. Netflix cracked down on password sharing last year, soon after seeing 14 million new subscribers. The investigation into sex in the Senate is now closed. 
The inquiry into an online video showing a congressional aide engaging in sexual activity within a Senate hearing room is now being ended by authorities. The U.S. Capitol Police say no evidence of criminal activity has been found. Following the revelation of the scandal late last year, Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland, a Democrat, declared that the implicated aide no longer had employment in his office. I'm John Schaefer. The seven-time Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton announced that he will leave Mercedes in 2025 to join Ferrari. The move from Mercedes ends an extraordinary partnership with Hamilton, winning six world titles between 2014 and 2020. However, Mercedes have since fallen off the pace, and he hasn't won a race since 2021. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. Are you struggling with neuropathy, that painful numbness in your feet, that squishing feeling, those lightning bolts of pain, perhaps in your ankles and other joints and extremities? Hi, this is Marty Terrell for InnovativeWellness.Center in Clive, Iowa. Christy Steiger, InnovativeWellness.Center. Reach out to Christy and her professional staff if you are struggling with neuropathy like I do. They have turned it around. They haven't reversed it all, but they have attacked it and done it professionally and effectively at a very fair and reasonable price. Avoid the $49 come on ads in the chiropractic industry. They do not work. And in the end, you'll spend thousands of dollars chasing what is virtually impossible to reverse. Innovative Wellness Center. Elevate your well-being. Give them a call at 515-355-3200. InnovativeWellness.Center. At 515-355-3200. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the 10th hole. Here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome in to hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brought to you in part by Mountainland Supply, the official Rainbird irrigation supplier for the state of Utah and serving the Intermountain area. Check out uh, mountainlandsupply.com. And thanks again for joining us here. Find us on X at Real Golf. You can also search for us where your favorite podcasts are found. And of course, we're on our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. For those who are listening there, welcome to the 8 to 10 time slot. We're happy to be there as well here in our 25th year of hosting Real Golf Radio. It's a pleasure to uh, be chatting golf with you. Pebble Beach going on this week. This is the heart and soul of the West Coast Swing. Got some celebs involved, but not this weekend. Celebrity portion is done, and it's pros only and Pebble Beach only for Saturday and Sunday. And by the way, it only began and will end with 80 players on the PGA Tour. No cut. This is one of those signature events. It's been reimagined, as we just talked about, to the those limitations. But signature event, Bob, means $20 million, 3.7. 25 to the win. this week. 
Did they bump it up to 25 this week? They did. I didn't even realize that. Wow. No, no, it says it says on the schedule 20. Sorry, but I thought oh. it was 25. I was gonna but say. still 3.6. Yes. Okay, 3.6, 20 million. That's what I thought. All right. Yep. 3.6. Yep. Now, I was watching. Um, I was actually in. You went to golf the other day. And uh-huh. I was just kind of tooling around on their putting green. And uh, by the way, the, <laughs> I just grabbed one of those new AI one putters from Odyssey. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. what? And it was the number seven. Right. And I just sat and plunked putts with it just for the heck of it. Yeah. I made eight in a row from about 12 ding, feet. Ding, 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 ding. I'm like, what the heck is that? Buy that putter. I'm like, maybe there is something to this AI stuff. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> and I'm like, either that or you went has mastered the funnel green so that the you'll want to yep. buy that the putter. Trough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I digress. On the TV while I was in there, they were playing golf's greatest rounds or whatever. And it was uh-huh. back in, I think, 2008, maybe? Tiger Woods winning at Pebble Beach. Uh, I think it was, was it Matt Gogol or something like that? Was he, Tiger came from seven behind. Yeah, that's what he hold it on 15. Yes. So that yeah. was two, nope, that would have been 2,000. We'll it would have been two thousand. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, in two thousand. So anyway, it was golf. And he had the and he had the red sweater on with the big baggy sleeves. Oh yeah, that's the one. Yep. I was that's less watching it. I was more listening to it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as I was listening to it, Jim Nance was awarding him the winner's check, and it was a big deal. It's like, and not only that, but coming along with the victory. $700,000 to the winner. And I was like, wow, 700 grand. I'm like, yeah. can, can you imagine? 700 grand? Jump change. 700. Yeah. Now they're playing for 3 million and the 700. 3.6. Yep. Crazy. So there you go. That's what's, that's what's gone on. Um, hey, before we le- finished up, uh, the hour we're talking to Tyler Stanford. He's a, a biomechanics professor at uh, Utah Valley University and mm-hmm. a golf consultant. He works with Super Speed Golf. Well, I wanted to just get your take because we didn't have a chance to to visit amongst ourselves on this. But he talked to afterwards the emphasis on the difference between grip pressure and grip strength. And how about this? Eighty five percent of players are using the wrong grip size. I found that yeah. to be quite interesting. That's a big yeah, number. Yeah, and. Like he said, the only way that they quantify your grip size or are able to fit you for grips is basically old school by just measuring your hand and measuring your palm and fingers and all that kind of thing. And like he said, most of the people are using too small of a grip. So the interesting thing that I saw with this grip and this study that they were doing is that the PGA Tour has the strongest grip and they are the best players. Then you've got guys that hit the ball right to left that would be the next level down um, as far as strength of grip. And then most of your amateurs have a weaker grip or um, low handicap players have a little bit weaker grip. And then finally, um, your regular amateur players have a, a grip that's the weakest of all. And the interesting thing is, those amateur players, most of them hit a fade. And the guys that hit a draw have a stronger grip. And, and of course, PGA Tour players are 
the number one. Well, they broke it all the way down from left the leading hand to, to bottom hand, right? Top hand, right. bottom hand. Right. And how the grip, how the grip strength and the pressure changes to those different hands, right? So when you get yes. it to the top, your lead hand, are you bringing it with your lead hand or are you initiating that with the, the low hand, right? So in other words, if you're a right-handed player, do you initiate that by, as they always talk about, pulling down yeah, with the left hand, so you're kind of bringing that handle down, or are you casting it more, which would be your right hand, as a, again as a righty from that top, in the, from the transition right at the top. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really. Now I don't have all the whole study. The, the video that we watched was almost an hour long on this. It's really quite right. fascinating. But what he was, what if what it breaks down to is, if you're struggling a little bit or you're trying to get better, you should go to a bigger grip. And I would have thought that almost as would be opposite. The only thing that that registers in my mind initially is most of the time we get a little too handsy yes. and getting a little too handsy moves that club head all over the place, mm-hmm. making it more difficult to square it up. So if we take a little bigger grip, maybe there's less hands involved, which means the club is probably a little more stable that that's that's where I understand that. I don't know if that's how you would understand that, but that seems to resonate with me. Yeah, you know, when I was playing a lot, I used to put um I used to put one layer of tape on my on my grip from my left hand. And then in my right hand, because the grips always taper down, mm-hmm. in my right hand I'd put two layers of tape. Oh, interesting. So you're one and wrap, then, two wrap. Yeah, so one left and two right, and then it would equal out the taper in the grip and you wouldn't have your right hand doesn't get into as much like you said flippy and it allows you to hit the ball straighter interesting and i don't even know like it used to give that as an option like if you were on callaway's website or whatever Mm -hmm. you know a lot of times it would say do you want wraps now maybe it does i have maybe i just haven't done it for a bit but i don't know that i've seen the wrap thing as an option they'll ask you which grip you want Last year, right. what size you could choose mid size or you could choose you know, right. whatever. And some of the grips have less taper than others, but that grip size out that used to be the wraps. That was a big thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe people maybe. Lampkin Lampkin used to and they probably still do, and probably most of the grip companies do, but they had a grip that was not tapered, but it was more parallel all the way down. Yeah. Then you had counterbalance grips, and then you yep. had, you know, and then, of course, you have, of you have cord, you have uh, all these different. Well, what's your kind of, when, when you're choosing a grip, what do you like about it? I don't, I don't want to make this a whole grip conversation, but just to kind of wrap it up, what do you like in, in the feel of a, of a grip? I, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to play all cord. Um, I, I like, um, I don't know, just just a regular a regular rubber doesn't have to have cord in it or not, but I do use cord now, probably more so in my left hand than my right. Yeah. Um, guess who used, guess who played his whole career with counterbalance grips? Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And your dad played with leather grips. Yes. Back in the day. And didn't you say he mm-hmm. changed those just once a year? At Wilson? Yeah, once a year, and he, and he keep them all clean and everything. I can remember going to the Wilson factory and having the guy regrip his clubs and having to put them on a on a table and roll them to get them to where they fit correctly in his hand. They're literally taking strips of leather and wrapping them. Yep, is that right? Wrapping it around. That's unbelievable. Yep. 
That's unbelievable. Yep. That's pretty cool stuff right there. So anyway, if you missed that, uh, we'll post that on our X feed at Real Golf. You can also find it where your favorite podcasts are found. But Tyler Staniford, I, I would highly recommend you know getting in touch with him. He offered, right, especially if you're in the Utah yep. area and you want to go visit with him. But, you know, he's like you said, he's always down for research. And I've done a yes. bunch of stuff with him, and now he wants – one of the things we didn't get into was force plates, but he's got these mobile force plates that he's really big on. And what, what are you doing from the ground standpoint, from the ground up? How are you impacting, and, and what does that do for that next level of speed? Um, you know, the speed training is pretty self-explanatory. It definitely worked for me. I don't expect this year that I'll see a 20-yard 20, 20 gain from doing that exercise again. But the thing he did suggest that I do – throughout the season after I had done my spring six weeks was to just do it once a week just to maintain. I didn't yeah. do that at all. And so I feel like I've lost that a little bit. But I, when I started back up this week, I had played last week, last Saturday for the first time in a month, and it was awful. That just had no feel, didn't have any good. <laughs> I just wasn't, there was no impact, right? I just didn't feel like I was compressing the ball. Right. Just things fell off. And I did that first speed training and then I went out and hit a bucket of balls, and all of a sudden it was coming back together. I realized I was leaned out a little bit, like we talked about too much on my toes. I needed to sit back in my heels, which allowed me to make a better turn. I was away from the ball, wasn't crowding it, whatnot. And so that's you pointed out sequencing. So there's a lot of things yeah. about swinging hard and fast that in those trainings that will help translate into maybe a better swing. Because the two things I was worried about was injuring myself or making my swing worse. And actually, right. it was the opposite. I felt like I got stronger, didn't injure myself, and my swing was a little bit better. So anyway, I highly recommend it. Super Speed Golf, if you want to check them out. They're just three clubs. And uh, get in touch with Tyler, and he'll be happy to put you through the drills, a little warm-up drill, and then some simple swing hard drills, essentially. Takes about 15 minutes three times a week. You'd be amazed at the results. All right, let's look at some of the top stories. Again, uh, Rex Hoggard joined us as well in hour number one and really spent some time breaking down the announcement of the PGA Tour that they have reached a deal with SSG, $1.5 billion dollars committed to invest with the future of another 1.5 to be a potential of a $3 billion um, investment. And they right. that's 11%. So you basically end up with about $13 billion evaluation. And what Rex kept saying is, don't ask me what PGA Tour Enterprises is. But apparently, whatever it is, is valued at $13 billion. And they're now yeah. still continuing their negotiations with the PIF, the PIF, to see where they play now into this investment. But here's my question, Bob. What does this mean for the tour? And the one thing it could it means, apparently, is these equity shares, as he explained that some sort of formula to the top 36 players and some sort of sliding five-year scale, as well as some a nod or, or what to some of the legacy players uh, out there. He mentioned Jack and Tiger specifically. So um, yeah. the equity shares is in there. But what, what else does that mean for the tour? And then to that point, what does that mean for their continuing negotiations for PIF? What do you think? Well, I think that there's a couple of things that transpire because of this. One is the governmental agencies and the Senate and everything are continuing their invest investigation of this framework agreement with Saudi Arabia. So by having another U.S. company or U.S. investment group that's involved with the PGA Tour, it bodes well going forward because now we know that that the Saudis will probably have the same type of share as a minority investor as the U.S. group of strategic sports group. So, um, you know, it's not going to get out of whack. It's not going to be like 
51% and 49% and that kind of thing. It's going to be more uniform as far as the business arrangement agreement will probably be. The other thing is, is it, it involves the PGA tour players. There's going to be seven players on this board. Um, and, and they will have the majority share of the 13 that are going to be on the board. Um, so the players are going to be heavily involved in what's going on with the PGA Tour, those um, equity shares are going to be $750 million. Mm. That's what they're going to work out to. Now, when they're going to be able to... to Be fully you know, invested and all that, yeah. Fully invested and stuff like that. That's years down the road. But uh, but the players are now looking at it and going, wow, you know, um, now there's a reason. <laughs> there's a lot of reasons for me to play better in tournaments and stuff like that. But, you know, to get myself vested and to get myself up in the esh- upper echelon, it's pretty interesting how it's all going to work. And then lastly, it gives stability to the PGA Tour with uh, with this amount of money that they've got there to be able to use for the PGA tour, um, the corn Ferry tour, the PGA champions tour, um, also the DP world tour and bringing them into the, into the fold. And it becomes more of what guys are talking about as a closer world tour in professional golf. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I keep looking at this and wondering when we're going to get to a point where we can actually look back and see what this journey really looked like. Right. Right. Like, right. The question I asked Rex was, was the PGA tour in trouble? Why did they need to go get this money and get this investment? And he said he wouldn't use the word trouble, but they were on a pace that they couldn't maintain. Right. And that was chasing. That was chasing what Liv was doing. Right. And trying to keep up in all these elevated purses. And we said that from the beginning, it's a not sustainable. Yeah. But apparently now through this, they're going to find ways to make it sustainable, which means, hey, the right. best thing is for the players. The players are going to make more money. The problem is we got to st- quit focusing on the darn money and get back to focusing on the game and making sure we got the right players competing in the right events so that we can get back to that focus instead of millionaires making more millions of dollars, which is really kind of a turnoff uh, for the fans. Anyway, there you go. We'll talk more about that. Caddy joins us next as well. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hey there, fellow travelers, it's me, the Hotel Wiz. Before you go anywhere, call me day or night for hotel rates too low to publish. I'll save you up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe. You see, I've already done the research, so you don't have to spend time online trying to find the best deal. That's up to 75% off. Just call me, the Hotel Wiz. It's a free call, and you get instant access to rates too low to publish with no cancellation fees. Make a free call now and save up to 75% off your hotel rooms the next time you're going somewhere for business or pleasure. Call the Hotel Wiz now and get instant access to rates too low to publish. 800 580 800-586-7112. 800-586-7112. Call the Hotel Wiz right now for rates too low to publish at 800-586-7112. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. 
They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us here. Again, you can find us on X at Real Golf. Search for us where your favorite podcasts are found. Catch us on Sirius XM, iHeartRadio on GNN, as well as Sports Byline USA and our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah, hosting this uh, fall FedEx Cup fall event this October at the new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course. Exclusive real estate opportunities available at blackdesertresort.com. There are bag rats. <laughs> And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. You know, I can't tell you how much I love this caddy open. We've been doing it for almost 20 years. Well, over 20 yeah. years, actually, this one. Uh-huh. And it's just good every single time. Wouldn't you agree, caddy? I mean, you got to love having your own open. Yeah, I I, I uh, flip the cape every time I hear it right before I go on to kind of get in the right mood. It is a mood, isn't it? It's a vibe, as the kids would say today. You got to have, what do they call it? The Riz? What oh, the Riz. Yeah, Riz is a big the thing. Riz. Yeah. Yeah. You can't I don't say, know what the Riz is. Well, you can't say charisma anymore, so they just shortened oh, it to Riz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Short for charisma. Mm-hmm. Riz. I like that. Yeah. It's sort of an elevated charisma, maybe a cooler version of charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caddy's got the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was on. the way he said that, just so nonchalantly. Matter of fact, Caddy's got the well, wrist. Well, so you got to do it. You got to, I mean, it's got to be casual. Tell me, Fred Couples got the wrist. Mm. He's got the wrist. He was the original. Yeah. Well, who was the oh, original wrist? Palmer? Yeah, probably Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Palmer, the king. No doubt about it. King got the Riz. Yeah. 
Because you think about I it, like Hogan, Hogan didn't have Riz. I mean, that guy was just intimidating. He didn't have Riz. Yeah, Terminator. I asked uh, Hale Irwin one time about Tiger Woods, and I said, "I said, so how did how did Arnie's army? How did that compare to the buzz around Tiger?" And and Hale said, "Arnie was Elvis compared to Tiger." He goes, "You couldn't even believe what it was like." Really. Levels above. I go. What? He goes. Yep. He goes. It was unbelievable. Mm. Huh? Chili ran into. Chili ran into that Casper on the back nine at Olympics. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, nineteen sixty-six. Barney's army Casper's converts. That's right. <laughs> Casper's converts. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You're making me think of that burger dog. Let's Ooh. not go. There. And then who had the Riz? <laughs> you know what? Your dad didn't have the Riz when he was playing. No. But he sure no. was uh, charismatic in his later in life and just a peach of a man. But um yeah, you know, your your dad was sort of the opposite of that. He just was out there, he was all business, you know, he did his thing and um and he and he did it amazingly. Uh and, and he made he did it amazingly boring, Bob. I mean, from what I've yeah. seen and what I know, I never got to watch him play, right? But I mean the guy was just nails and you know, he just destroyed people and didn't make too big of a deal about it. Just shook their hand, walked off and grabbed the check and went on to the next one. You know, Caddy, hey. he told me one time. He said, you know, there's a lot of guys on tour and a lot of journeymen on tour and a lot of guys that as they get in the heat of the battle, they shy away from wanting to win. It becomes too hard for him. He said, that wasn't me. He said, when when I got in the heat of the battle, when I got close, he said, I wanted more of the pressure. I wanted more of the heat. Kind of like, give me the ball, let me shoot. And that's the way he was. And he mm. said that there's guys that, that just have that in them, and there's guys that don't. He was a gunslinger. He's a Western gunslinger. He, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the song says, he was cardigan when cardigan wasn't cool. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> right? You know, all those guys. He loved cardigans, they the too. They, they need to bring the cardigans back. They mm. tried, Didn't somebody try to bring it back recently? I mean, Webb Simpson. He's the, Webb Simpson is a cardigan guy. Was. Yeah, it's, just, it's not quite the same, though. Maybe you need no. the uncolored shirt with the cardigan. I don't know. Palmer wore a lot or a of mock, cardigans. Or a mock colored. Yeah, so Pebble Beach and Spyglass, guys. I mean, mm. Pebble and Spy. You can smell Sun it from here, better can't you? Now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and there's a little weather this week. Little weather. It's not going to be cold and be windy. a little brutal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, just once I'd like to go out to Pebble and have there not be any weather. I don't even know what that's like. Mm. Well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Most what you expect, the time, though. The first, the first time I played Pebble, I remember I was hitting my third shot up onto the green on six, and I remember looking, trying to look up to the green, and the rain was blowing so hard off the ocean uh, into my face, I couldn't even open my eyes to look at the target. And I was just, I started laughing, and I was like, "There's no way if I wasn't at Pebble Beach, I'd still be out here trying to play golf." <laughs> Awesome. There's no, there's nowhere I've been in golf that when it's raining and windy, 
it actually, it hurts when you're walking up the hill on six at Pebble to that plateaued layup area. Yep. It hurts. I mean, you, you think of two things. This must've been like what it was like storming Normandy beach, or this is how they got the inspiration for the scene in Caddyshack with the preacher and the storm. <laughs> right. That, that's, that's a good that's visual. What you feel like walking up that hill. Yep. Oh, it's tough. What's your favorite hole at, at Pebble? I go straight to number eight. Mm. Straight to eight. Oh, yeah. Eight. Although 18's awesome. The second shot is, I mean, everything about 18's awesome. Yeah, but eight is just, oh, what, what an amazing. And it's not, it's, it's, it's a, you know, nondescript tee shot. It's a little blind, way uphill, often not a driver. But like Jack said, it is flat out the, the greatest second shot in golf on a par four. Is that what he said? Mm. Yes. And I, I could not agree more. I can't think of a better one. Yeah, that's so a pretty cool. hole. That's a pretty hole. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Caddy. That little short hole. What about number seven? Yeah. Tony, Tony Fino hit driver on uh, practice round on Wednesday. Just, Driver. O- just over the green. Just barely over the green. I knew that was too much club. Um, <laughs> yeah, from, seven, from 110? Here's all I have to say about seven. I've been to Pebble. I'm, I'm certain it's over 100. It's well over 100 times have I been on the seventh hole. Probably over a few hundred times. Every time I go there, the first time I get to that hole, I take out the camera and take my obligatory picture of number seven. I have like a thousand pictures of number seven. <laughs> I just have to, have to that, that's all you need to know about seven. It's a photo every time. It's just beautiful. I asked my dad there one time, he said he was playing in the Crosby. I said, how's, how's, uh, what's the longest club you've ever hit into this hole when you're playing the tournament? He said, I hit a three iron. I had to keep it under the wind. I've seen four iron there and during the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yep. And did you hear what they I mean, did this week with the, with the greens? They're expecting the wind and everything. They slowed the greens down to 10. Oh, old school. Yeah. Hmm. Well, when it blows, you better get them at 10 or you can't play the place. Caddy's yeah. joining, joining us here on real golf radio. Uh, let's talk about this since we're well into Pebble Beach here. The this Pebble Beach Pro Am, it's reimagined this year, Caddy. So it went from three to two golf courses. They limited the field. It's no cut. It's pros only on the weekend. It's a signature event, elevated purse. You got all of the top eighty guys eligible. They're all playing in this. Um, do you do you like this reimagined event? Did it need to be reimagined? What's your thoughts? Boy, it really is different not having the emphasis on the celebrities. That's what the tournament historically has been about forever. The Crosby clam bake, right? With all the Hollywood movie stars and the singers coming up to play. And uh, I've been, my entire life until this week, that's what the tournament's been about. Mm-hmm. So it's very different. It's very different. Um, yeah, so you're not going to have the usual Saturday where Bill Murray's Spinning, spinning someone around in a bunker or 
doing whatever he's doing. It's, 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 it's definitely different from that perspective for this tournament, but Pebbles, Pebble, the golf course, that's no different. And, um, you're guaranteed a great leaderboard, very likely almost impossible not to have a better leaderboard than you'd have during a typical free, this pre-signature event. Um, so there's, you can look at it that way. Um, just from, you know, pure golf competition, et cetera, you're going to have a, you're going to, you're just going to have a great leaderboard at all the signature events, period. Every single one. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Like, Oh, I can't not watch this. Look at who's on the board. So, well, let's just go down the list real quick because I, I get what you're saying. But Justin Rose is the defending champ from last year. I mean, that's a good name. Tom Hoagie the year before. Okay, maybe not everybody's household. Daniel Berger the year before that. Nick Taylor, that was a surprise. And then it was Phil Mickelson in 2019. Then Ted Potter Jr. in 2018. Jordan Spieth in 2017, right? Uh, Vaughn Taylor, Brant Snedeker, Jimmy Walker, Brant Snedeker, Phil Mickelson again, DA points, couple of a pair of back-to-back wins by DJ. Anyway, my point is, is they wanted to have more of these big names up there. I guess they didn't want the Burgers and the Potters and the Vaughn Taylors and and that sort of thing. They they wanted more of the Phil Mickelson you know players up there winning, and so that's I guess they made it a signature event so that all these guys would show up. Well, I don't think it's the winners you're looking at because that's a really nice list of winners. It's more, it's more having the the whole top ten, the whole top, you know, the whole top ten, the whole top twenty. All those names are you want to go watch those guys of all those names. That's what the signature events do. Mm-hmm. It's not just right. the winner. You got the whole crop of guys. Um, if you went down, if you if you went down the top ten of all those events, it would sound a lot different then it's going to stand with the signatures. That's the thing. So hmm. anyway, uh, yeah. Daddy, who's, who's the, um, who's the most notable celebrity that you were around with, um, when you were catting there at Pebble beach? We've had some cool, we had some cool ones. Uh, Huey Lewis was our partner for three or four re- years in a row, right at the beginning. Um, we had Dennis Quaid. We played with Montana. Um, I can I can tell you that I probably told this story, but this was actually at a first tee event. We were scheduled to play with Clint Eastwood at Pebble Beach, and and he pulled out in the morning with a bad back, and that was that was the biggest disappointment I've had at that Pebble at Pebble Beach was not going around with Clint Eastwood. That would have been really cool. But I've been yeah, around I mean, with him. Yeah, and, I caddied and for he Keith Clearwater when I first when right. I first met you. I caddied for Keith Clearwater there one year, and we were with Clint for three rounds. There you go. And he, none of those actors, like I say, they none of them act. That's just how they talk in real life. That's mm-hmm. just what they're like that in real life. Am I right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. They no, do. you're right. Clint Eastwood's turning yeah. to you saying, "Do you feel lucky, caddy? Well, do you? Yeah, yeah, huh?" But, Go ahead, make but we've my had, day. Hmm. But the the, the biggest <laughs> he, crowd. He doesn't is, like our. He, we're like doing impersonations, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on how bad those are." No. Might have might have to cut those on the edit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, so you know about Brian Del Shambley's story about playing with Clint? He, no. Clint Clint just is chopping it up. And he 
this this is uh this was actually back at Kapalua during the old Lincoln Mercury. And he's just chopping it up in the in the high grass and he comes back, sits in the cart, and he just gives that Clint Eastwood look. He's just staring at Brandel and Brandel's like, Is he gonna bite my head off or something? <laughs> and he just looks right at him and he goes, In all the confusion, I can't remember if I took five swings or six. <laughs> I mean that's just too good. That's too good. How about how about sharing the one in um where the caddy tried to do the whistle when he walked in? Yeah, it's a reptile. Reptile from Chicago. He was in there in the hog's breath with the boys, and this was probably in the late eighties. Maybe maybe with two or three caddies sitting around enjoying a dinner at the Hogs Breath. And I think Clint owns the Hogs Breath or he's a partner. Anyway, here walks in Clint Eastwood and immediate reptile could do the good, the bad and the ugly whistle just perfectly. So he lets it rip and Clint just turns 90 degrees and walks right up to the table, looks right at him with that look on his face and says, don't ever do that again. And then turns and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that made the week right there that just made the week oh so good oh, oh that's awesome we had harris barton out there harris barton the, the left tackle for the niners who had three super bowl rings protecting joe montana's blind side he told some good football stories which i can't really tell on the show oh. but they're really good um um, actually, well, I can, well, yeah, it's too long. I, yeah. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to think about that later, but, but Harris Barton was cool. <laughs> he was really cool. And, uh, just take the yeah, caddy's so word for it. It's a neat place to, the, the celebrity thing is that was really, that was really neat. It's neat to meet those folks you see on the movie screens in real life, see what they're really like. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. And it is the the th- golf is the thread that that connects everybody together in this, which is uh, again, like I said, it's a celebration of the game. I kind of miss it, but uh, looking forward to a great weekend at Pebble Beach. Caddy, thanks as always. Great to visit with you. We'll chat with you again soon. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. More of the show coming up next. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Hi, my name is Alani. A little thing I like about the spicy deluxe sandwich is that you taste the crunch, you taste the pepper jack cheese melting, and you taste the spicy flavors in the sandwich. I'm telling you 10 out of 10. Hi, my name's Enrique. A little thing I love about Chick-fil-A's spicy deluxe sandwich is you get that rich flavor of the chicken and definitely that nice, tangy, warm bite. It's the perfect harmony of spiciness and taste. Order the spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real guests paid for their testimonials. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. 
If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now, let's see what your dog has to say. As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policies... Oh, what is that? That's just my tail. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, Progressive protects... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. Not available in all states. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. It's brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Go to blackdesertresort.com and find out about this new world-class resort that's being built in southern Utah, uh, St. George, Utah. It's unbelievable. New Tom Weisskopf championship design, his 73rd and final design, and it is a masterpiece. And it's available to play. You can book your tee time at blackdesertresort.com. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities still available on its golf course and resort that will host the PGA Tour coming up this October and the LPGA Tour beginning next May. BlackDesertResort.com. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper back with you. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. Join the conversation. Love to hear what you think about this new reimagined uh, event out at AT&T, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Just 80 players and two courses and no pros only, I should say. No ams, no celebs this weekend. Pros only and playing at Pebble Beach. Hey, I mentioned the LPGA Tour coming to Black Desert. The LPGA Tour put on a heck of a show. They had to contend with the AFC and NFC Championship last week. Yeah. But Nelly Corda and Lydia Ko had it going on. Uh, it, it was something else. Nelly, I think, had a four-shot lead to start the day over Lydia Ko. Mm-hmm. She came roaring back, a couple bogeys by, by Nelly. And all of a sudden, down the stretch, Lydia Ko makes eagle on 17 and ends up, and uh, Nelly made bogey. And all of a sudden, they, she's, Nelly's trailing by three. Well, she gets up and then she promptly goes eagle birdie to finish and to get in a playoff to tie uh, Lydia. And they go into a two hole playoff as it's getting dark. And on the second playoff hole, uh, a lipped out putt by um, by Lydia and a made putt by Nelly, and she wins in her hometown in Bradenton, picks up her yep. ninth win 
on the LPGA Tour. The win put her just over $9 million in career earnings, and um, she also denied 20-time winner Lydia Ko from getting into the Hall of Fame. She is just a point shy of making it into the Hall of Fame, which, by the way, what are they doing on the LPGA Tour Hall of Fame? Like, the, the woman has 20 wins. Yeah. 20 wins. There's well, nobody the inter- on the PGA Tour that has 20 wins that's not already in the Hall of Fame. Well, the interesting thing was is it, there's not the diversity of players uh, or there weren't the diversity of players when they started this Hall of Fame thing. And there was there was maybe a handful of players that were winning every other week or every week. So, so the points and the amount of wins you had to have to get into the Hall of Fame were quite a bit higher, and then they've been scaled down more. Yeah. And, you know, you've got all these great players that are coming from all over the world to play on the LPGA Tour. And so now it becomes a little bit more difficult because now you've got all this diversity um, in the fields and, uh, and, and players need to win more events to make it. Yeah. Well, look, this is what I'll say about the LPGA Tour. We got the Pebble Beach Pro-Am going, AT&T going on this week. It's a signature event. It's a $20 million purse. The top 80 players are playing in it. The LPGA Tour, they've had two events this year. Right. None of them were, quote-unquote, signature events, elevated purses, no cuts. They weren't that. Um, Actually, the Tournament of Champions, was it? It might not have been. I don't remember. Anyway, they've, they've only produced two winners so far, their two events. One, mm-hmm. Lydia Ko, who picked up her 20th win, and one, Nellie Corda, who picked yeah. up her ninth win, holding off Lydia Ko. So when you talk about the two biggest names in the game, battling it out and being the first two winners, I mean, advantage LPGA right now, right? And they'd spent a whole lot less money to produce that kind of drama and those big-name <laughs> results. So I'm saying yeah. if you're not watching the LPGA Tour or you haven't taken a, the time to tune it in, here, here's your invitation. Check it out. I mean, these ladies are good. They're fun to watch. They hit the ball unbelievably well. Their putting is uh, is unreal. They're putting some. Yeah. I, I think their putting might be better than the guys. Uh, they're just really unreal to watch. So, um, yeah, here's my plug to, to tune in and watch what's going on on the LPGA Tour. Now, I'll tell you this. You got a few weeks off because they don't come back till yes. like the third week in February or something like that. Yeah. before they February play 22nd, they'll be playing in Thailand at the Honda LPGA event and then the following week the hsbc women's world championship in singapore and that's tough because they're the time difference right yeah so that'll be a little bit of a challenge it'll be all tape delayed it'll be okay yeah you'll be able to tune in and watch though it's pretty cool yep so all right yeah had had to throw that out there and then look let's not forget that uh last week also down at tory pines Uh matthew pavone a 31 year old rookie from france Birdied the 72nd hole to hold off Nikolai Hoygaard by a shot at 13 under. Pavone is the first player representing France to win on the PGA Tour since World War II. What, what, in what sport are you still <laughs> referencing World War II? That's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, there was a Frenchman, who uh, uh, I don't remember his name, that was born in France but had, was playing under the American flag when he won a few years ago. So, who has since gone back to his French nationalhood? But anyway, um, because Pavone is representing, that's how the that's how they got that stat to work. Because right. representing France, right? So, mm-hmm. but still pretty remarkable. 
Well, and it's a great story of what he had to do. He started playing on the Alps Tour. First of all, when he was playing junior and amateur golf, he said he wasn't very good. He he, uh, he had a lot of... Um, a lot of tough times in growing his game and making his game better. And he was asked the question, you know, um, what, you know, when you have success like you've had and, and then you have these, these problems where, where you've had a lot of uh, difficulties in your game and stuff like that. He said, you know, when, when I, I build my game off of the successes, the difficulties, I grew up with that. Mm. So it doesn't make a big difference to me. So it was pretty interesting. So he plays on the Alps tour, which is kind of a, like a really like almost like a mini tour playing in Egypt and all these different places. Then he goes on the developmental tour, kind of like the corn Ferry tour for the PGA tour. And he plays well enough there, wins some tournaments that he gets in the year end event um, by, by really getting up to, um, the DP World Tour gets in the the year end event and finishes in the top ten. Automatically gets his card come over comes over here to play on the PGA Tour and wins one of the first couple of events he plays. And he said it's like a dream come true. It's and and you know it's it's pretty crazy to see what he's been able to do. And that shot he hit on the final hole out of the rough. Um, hit it right into the middle of the green and use the slope to get the ball close to the hole so he could he could make that eight footer to win the event. It was amazing. Yeah, hats off. Uh, really, really cool stories so far. I mean, this is coming the week after Nick Dunlap, you know, wins yep. as an amateur. And by yep. the way, he's playing this week in his professional debut. We talked a lot about him last week, but uh, absolutely the right decision. How could you have it more teed up uh, on a on a golden platter for you than what what he has for the next three years and all the signature events in the majors this year? So yeah, um, really, really, really cool stuff for the last couple of weeks, and kind of shows that parity right that we talk about. Yep. Now, conversely, uh, the Live is kicking off their uh, season this year, season two. Down in Mexico, John Rahm making his live debut. And wouldn't you know it, the rumors around Terrell Hatton came to fruition and he took what amounts to about 60 million US dollars to go join John Rahm's team and um, had to withdraw from Pebble this week and instead is down in Mexico playing in shorts. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing also that he got was this contract that he signed. It was for more than double what he's made on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour in his career. So um, when when you've got unlimited funds, you can throw out a bunch of money and entice some guys. And, of course, he was number 16 in the world, and they picked up, what, number four in the world with John Rahm, and those guys are going to be playing. Then they've got um, a kid, uh, last name of, I think it was Sutton, out of Tennessee, yeah, uh, he was the number ten collegiate player in the world, and he decided to turn pro, left uh, college, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's moving along, and, and now they've got thirteen teams um, playing on the DP World Tour, and they got a couple of, of stragglers. Not the DP World Tour live the live, yes. yeah, they got a couple of stragglers playing too that aren't yep. part of teams for some reason. So yeah, uh, yeah, I look again. Hatton's a great example of the fact that there is no market basis for what they're doing here on live. It's literally right. a, they're trying to bleed the PGA tour out of stars with money. And it's hard for me to blame a guy like Terrell Hatton. 
like you pointed out, it's more than double, almost triple his career earnings. Right. It's just guaranteed. Here's a check. Boom, done. I mean, it's it it puts these guys in a tough spot, right? Yeah. I'm sure he would rather take $60 million and stay on the PGA Tour. I don't know that he had a beef at all with playing the right. PGA Tour. Here's right. what's interesting, though, when you start breaking it down, and, and we're going to run out of time to really continue this, um, but – John Rahm looked to have a great little backdoor deal. Like, I'm going to take a bag of money. I'm going to be gone. You know, I'll be back before you miss me kind of thing because this thing's all coming together. Well, with what was just announced, the fact that it was SSG and not PIF, and they're still working through the PIF side, there's no guarantee that this happens anytime soon. And as Rex Hoggard said, it's probably not even a 25 thing at this stage. It's probably a 26 thing. Right. And the other thing that, is interesting about it is Hatton will be exempt for majors this coming year, but where's he going to be after one year? Dustin Johnson is number 202 in the world right now. Wow. Mm. And these announcements, like I said, I, I don't, I don't see it necessarily getting closer, but I guess maybe the sooner it does, or the sooner we just accept this is the way the direction it's going to go, then we can quit worrying about it. Yeah. I don't think the PGA Tour personally is in trouble. I get that there's a lot of stars playing over there as we know it now, but I think the Nick Dunlaps and everyone else will continue to grow. You know, they'll continue yep. to come up and we'll have the next stars be born, right? So I, I don't know that it's a full I don't bet. know if it's a full panic. Thanks again to Dave Glauser, our producer, for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks to you for tuning in. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Looking for a cruise vacation? Cruise.com is offering its exclusive sale of the year to all listeners to this station. Every major cruise line, including Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Princess, MSC, and more, are on sale now. Call 1-800-430-7924 and book one of these deals while supplies last. Cruises start from as low as $39 per person per day. There isn't a better vacation value to places like Alaska, Europe, the Caribbean, South America, America and more. Call one of the largest cruise specialists in the world at 1-800-430-7924. We'll find you a vacation that includes drinks, Wi-Fi, excursions, and more. Call 1-800-430-7924. Again, that's 1-800-430-7924. Space is limited. Don't miss your opportunity to book the best deal of the year. That's 1-800-430-7924. Sponsored by Cruise.com. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? 
Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495-That's 800-788-1495. 